Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, a very good afternoon to you and welcome. Wonderful to be back in your company after a Pesach break. Yes, we're off for the last couple of weeks. Erev Pesach, two weeks ago, last week, the middle of Pesach. Um, and uh, now, great to be back with you. Um, to be able to continue talking to you about all the things relevant, necessary, needed for you to know, for us to understand, for us to compare notes on and to discuss on Judaism 101.9. Today, of course, is a very, very special date in the Jewish calendar, and I'd like to deal with that. I'd also like to deal today with a great, wonderful event that's coming up on this coming Sunday, and uh, to try and expound upon that as well. And as we usually do on Judaism 101.9, we try and share with you things that perhaps you knew and forgot, things that perhaps you never knew, things that um, each and every one of us should be aware of, uh, because Judaism likes to empower people. And the empowerment, of course, that we have is through knowledge of the time and the place and the dates and uh, the cycle of the Jewish calendar and the things that are coming up in our lives, as well as um, a an invitation to participate in a certain space and a certain time and a certain energy that uh, pervades the world at a particular time. Well, <clears throat> interestingly enough, Today is one of those days, perhaps a little bit lesser known to the majority of people out there, but a very significant date today, which is the 28th day in the month of Nisan. Now, other than the fact that the number 28 always adds up to the uh, same numerical value as the word koach, which means power, and there's a certain power in this day, yes, um, it is the day after the day that's celebrated or commemorated rather as the Yom HaShoah, uh, the day of Holocaust remembrance. We are coming towards the end of the month of Nisan, and therefore, in a couple of days' time, we will be celebrating Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is on Friday and on Shabbat of this coming week. And uh, as we go into Rosh Chodesh, fr- Thursday night and Friday, tomorrow night and Friday, is the 30th, actually, of Nisan. And then, of course, the first um, day of Iyar, Rosh Chodesh Iyar, is uh, coming up. <coughs> So we end off Nissan, we go into ER. ER begins in earnest on Shabbos. But what's significant about the 28th, other than the fact that it is a couple of days before the end of the month, other than it has the power of the month of Nissan still at its uh, behest and, its, and, its, and, 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 and running through its veins, other than the fact that it is part of Svirata Omer, and during this time of Svirata Omer, we know that we are busy elevating parts, dimensions of the neshama, of the soul, with the different Svirot that we uh, read and that we learn about every day. And of course, there is a significant bracha that is made a blessing, a special mitzvah that is done every day during Svira uh, for these last days of Nisan, as well as in the month of Iyar, and then through the uh, beginning part of uh, the month of Sivan, going up to Shavuot. Of course, there's all of that, but let's add something. There was something significant that happened 32 years ago today. Um, It was the 28th of Nisan in the year 5751, which also happened to be what we'll call, or we had discussed before, a Hakel year, and we'll discuss that a little bit later on, a year of gathering 
um, and the Lubavitcher Rebbe on this particular um, Thursday evening of the 28th day of Nisan made a startling um, note in an address to hear the Hasidim, to the people who were gathered in 770 Eastern Parkway, as well as people who were listening around the world, of course, where the Rebbe said, what more can I do to motivate the entire Jewish people to clamor and cry out, and thus actually bring about the coming of Mashiach? All that has been done until now, he said, has been to no avail, for we are still in exile. All that I can possibly do is to give the matter over to you. Now, do everything you can to bring Mashiach here and now immediately. I've done whatever I can from now on. You must do whatever you can. And with those words, um, the Rebbe not only um, stated that uh, a life that he had dedicated to the bringing of Mashiach um, was um, seemingly seemingly um, to an extent as he said there to no avail of course we know that it was to an avail but he said to no avail because we're still in exile I haven't accomplished the Rebbe was telling us what I had set out to accomplish was to see the coming of Mashiach during my lifetime but now I'm handing it over to you and with that the Rebbe handed over a sense of empowerment I think to each and every one of us each and every one of us has within our grasp, within our power, within our ability, the ability to help to bring Mashiach, to bring about this change, to bring about the Gula, to bring about the redemption. Now I was thinking if we look back at uh, the days of Pesach, Pesach begins with the celebration of our Gula, our redemption from Mitzrayim, from Egypt. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses leads with Aaron, they lead the Jewish people out of Egypt and we experience Redemption, Golis, Gula, um, hardship, slavery, and we experience that redemption. We celebrate it at our Pesach Seder every year, how we were slaves in Egypt, and now we got out, and now we are free people, and now we have the ability to serve God as we were destined to do, sent off into the desert to receive the Torah, and then to live by that Torah for all the generations that lay ahead of us. But um, this was the forerunner of the gula of the redemption that was going to happen, as it's termed, at the end of days, going to happen later on. And that is the one that we are still waiting for, what is known as the complete redemption, the gula hashlema vahamitit, the actual complete redemption. We were redeemed from Mitzrayim, from Egypt, but a complete redemption awaited us much later on in history. And we're still in that space between Egypt and actual uh, final redemption, the redemption with the coming of Mashiach. And we read about that at the end of Pesach. If we fast-forwarded a few days to the end of Pesach, right at the end of Pesach, we read about the prophecies that predict, that talk about what the world will be like when Mashiach comes. Uh, the fact that the wolf will lie down with the lamb, the fact that there'll be peace on earth, the fact that there'll be a resurrection of the dead, all of those things we read about. But there were very few from then on who told us exactly how to bring about the school, what we have to do or what we can do to bring Mashiach. What can we do to make it happen and to make it happen sooner rather than later? What do we do? How do we do that? The Rebbe dedicated himself entirely 
to this mission, letting people know, educating people, and how and what they can do to bring Mashiach. What can you do? What can you do to change the world? What can you do to make this world that better place that we've always hoped for? What can we do to bring about the Gula? What do we do? And the Rebbe always tied it up with, of course, our learning of Torah, our performance of mitzvahs. Um, but primarily, the Rebbe stressed so often the idea of reaching out to others. There are so many people who are already empowered. There are so many people who are already uh, Torah scholars, who are already involved in Torah learning. They're involved in the keeping of mitzvahs and so on. The Rebbe was not only concerned for them. The Rebbe was concerned for all those who don't, who are uneducated through no fault of their own, perhaps, who are distant through no fault of their own. The Rebbe came up with plans of how to reach out to everybody and to reach out to everybody on a level whereby they would all be able to be part of this whole, to come together as part of the beautiful, holy Jewish people, to come together in a way whereby we can literally bring Mashiach. We can do that. And here on this date, the 28th day of Nisan, 32 years ago, the Rebbe stated categorically, I have done what I have to do. I've done whatever I can. And believe me, the Rebbe did whatever he could because there was not a moment that the Rebbe's, of the Rebbe's life that he wasn't dedicated to that um, uh, overriding mission of bringing Mashiach and of making the world a more spiritual, better, holier, uh, more unified, peaceful place. That was what the Rebbe was completely focused on, bringing of Mashiach. But 32 years ago, the Rebbe handed it over to us. He empowered everyone. And therefore, that is the power of today. The fact that you can do it. You can make the difference. Each and every one of us can do something right now, today, to help to bring Mashiach. And of course, in the days that lie ahead, if God forbid Mashiach doesn't come today, that we can continue to do in order to add to that tally of mitzvot and add to that Torah learning and add to that unity, the coming together of everybody in uh, a way of uniting like one man with one heart in order to bring Mashiach. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Listen, we've been chatting about today, the 28th day of Nisan, its special significance in that 32 years ago today was the day on which the Rebbe made that impassioned plea for each and every one of us to be involved in bringing Mashiach. The fact that the Rebbe said, whatever I've done has been to no avail because Mashiach hasn't yet come and handed over the baton of um, informing, of learning, of guiding, of steering, of uh, doing mitzvahs, of reaching out to those who don't have mitzvot at their um, uh, fingertips and giving it to them, bringing it to them, making sure that people all over the world have that um, connection and that ability to connect through our Torah and mitzvot and by doing so that we are all empowered to bring Mashiach and to make it happen at the earliest possible opportunity immediately and now. And so this significant day is a day of the 28th of Nisan in which we celebrate our empowerment, which we celebrate 
our connection to Mashiach, the fact that each and every one of us has that connection and has that ability, has that capability through what you and I may consider to be minor little things, smaller things that we haven't really thought through, that we um, just maybe do as a matter of course, um, being kind to each other, being a little nicer to your parents if you're a child, being nicer to your children if you're a parent, being nicer to your spouse if you're a husband or a wife, being nicer to your brothers and sisters if you are a sibling, and so on, just to keep up doing whatever we can to enhance the togetherness, the unity, that feeling of um, family, that feeling of community and that feeling of coming together as one and having this common purpose and the common goal, which is the goal of all of us, hopefully, uh, to bring Mashiach to um, uh, ensure that there is peace in the world, to ensure that um, the entire world is set on the right and the correct course uh, forever and ever. And please, God, that will happen immediately when Mashiach does come. But the Rebbe gave along the way a number of very, very interesting and fascinating and uh, sometimes um, not that readily understood messages and ideas of how we could fulfill our mission of bringing Mashiach. One of them has to do with something that we mentioned before, the year of Hakel. The year of Hakel is a year in which Following the seven-year cycle of the Shemitah um, uh, program in Eretz Yisrael, in Israel, in times gone by, in temple times, in a Hakel year, as it was known, um, the people were gathered together. So Hakel means gathering, assembly. The entire people who had come to Israel for the Pilgrim Festival of Sukkot at the beginning of a Hakel year, remember that our year began with Rosh Hashanah, a couple weeks later was Sukkot, the people were gathered together and there with that gathering, which involved men, women and children, everybody came together and the king of the time would read out passages from the Torah itself in front of the people. And there was something extremely powerful after having gone through a seven-year cycle where the land um, was lying fallow in the seventh year, the Shemitah year. And when then the people were about to go and return to working the land, return to their workplaces, returning to their home uh, stations, as uh, people would do at the end of the Pilgrim Festival, they were empowered with this act of unity. It wasn't only an act of recognizing who the king was and that the king himself was acknowledging that God is the one who uh, he lives by and that the Torah is his uh, manual, his constitution, his uh, book of reference of rules and so on for each and every king. The king had to have a Torah with him um, uh, at all times. And this was something now that the king was displaying there. But there was something powerful in the um, act of unity, just getting together, being together as one. Now, unfortunately, the last couple of years um, with COVID and so on, or the last three years, it's more like more like it. Remember, it was COVID-19. It's hard to believe that it's uh, so long ago that it actually started in 2019 in December. 
Um, don't know if people even remember that, that it was COVID-19 stood for coronavirus December 19. Uh, just a reminder there, COVID-19, that's where it comes from. It's a long time ago, but yet the remnants of it and the impact upon it has remained in many, many ways. Some would say good ways for some things, but some very negative ways, because what it did more than anything else was it split people apart. It put up barriers. It created a sense of um, all I need is myself, all I need is my a close orb. I don't need to be involved with other people, and I don't need to be involved with the community. And if we uh, look over thousands of years of Jewish history, the clarion call has always been unity. Come together. Be a community. Um, don't daven alone at home. Don't be um, isolated. No, no man can be in Judaism an island. And don't isolate yourself and don't be antisocial. Don't do all of those things which were encouraged, of course, during COVID. Um, <coughs> but now... In this Hakel year, which has followed in uh, every sense after that period as well, there is the need of unity. There's the need to come together. Unfortunately, um, there is a bit of disunity within our people, particularly in Israel of late. And um, it is something that is of paramount importance for from a messianic, from a Mashiach point of view, from the Rebbe's point of view. This idea of Hakel, the Rebbe instituted in the um, uh, years that have gone by, uh, the Rebbe instituted that every time there was a Hakel year, um, things needed to be emphasized um, uh, all about unity, the idea of getting people together. And so programs were launched everywhere and programs were endorsed everywhere as being Hakel programs. Yes, a, a shul community event, a, a, a lecture series, a gathering together of people. All of these could be possibilities for Hakel. Hakel meaning that the Rebbe emphasized that in order to live out today what Hakel stands for, even though it is not what it was in the past, and it wasn't that the king gets up and reads, and it wasn't uh, done necessarily on the Pilgrim Festival, but the Rebbe explained that the whole year is pervaded with this idea of unity. We need to call upon people to get together. There is a power in getting together. And needless to say, this power of getting together is something that is so powerful for Biat Mashiach, for the coming of Mashiach, for the bringing of Mashiach. It is something that we can do, and it's quite easy. All you need to do is be there, show up, be part of your community, be part of our people, be part of events and things that happen at which unity is the stress, uh, the emphasis. And now when we think about what has been, of course, advertised all over uh, town over the last few weeks and uh, that we've been working on uh, with tremendous energy and vigor to create a massive Hakel event, a getting together, gathering event that is going to be taking place on this coming Sunday at the Wanderers Stadium um, in the afternoon. Not a long event because, remember, the main emphasis of the Hakel part of the event is just coming together. Just be there. Show up. Be there. Come with your wives, with your children, with your families, with your brothers, your sisters, your grandparents. There is space for everyone.
It's the Wanderers Stadium, remember. <laughs> While we're only going to be using one stand, just remember that the Wanderers has a large capacity. And um, so everybody will have a seat. Everybody will have an ability to participate. And there is going to be a program for the kids, and there's going to be a program for uh, high school kids, and there's going to be a program for adults and so on, all within a short space of time. But the bigger emphasis of being there and being together. The idea of unity, coming together in an act of hakil, of gathering our people together with a focus of the fact that our unity is going to be our greatest strength and our unity is going to enable us all to do what we need to do in some small way to help to bring about the gula, to help to bring about the coming of Mashiach. But the Rebbe gave us another very fascinating um, and beautiful idea of how each and every one of us can spend some time learning together. Now, when we think about learning together, studying the Torah together, um, we could study the Torah um, together with one person, or we could study together with a group of people who happen to be in the same place, or as uh, of late, we have learned and we have seen that people can log in and they can, can come online and so on. But there is nothing like a gathering of people together to learn and to study something, however short or however large it is, um, together. How much more so, the Rebbe emphasized, that we could have a study program of something that would unite the entire Torah into one in a manageable way that everybody could have access to it. Because we've got to remember that there are parts of Torah that are complicated for the average man. There are parts of Torah that demand that you understand Aramaic if you want to stay, uh, study Talmud properly, that you've got to have a head for learning and so on. Not everybody is up to that. But to find a way whereby there is something that is manageable, can be broken up into bite-sized pieces, and that everybody can have access to. And that ever picked out the works of the Rambam, Maimonides, the great uh, sage of uh, Torah, as well as secular wisdom, um, the great Maimonides, the Rambam, as his name is known, um, whereby using some of his really classical works, people can go through a cycle within a year or perhaps within three years, a cycle of studying a chapter, a part, or some mitzvot in the book of mitzvot that the Rambam wrote, going through them Day after day, week after week, month after month, and eventually filling almost an entire year. The cycle goes just less than a year, and um, then at the culmination of that cycle, of course, to hold a big event um, to make sure that people understand the power of having learned through the whole of the Rambam, and in a way thereby having, at least in a manageable way, covered a tremendous amount of what the Torah stands for, what the Torah is. Very hard for people, perhaps, to go through every detail of Torah. But if we go through everything that the Rambam canonized and put into his book, his work called the Mishnah Torah, which discusses and goes through every part of Torah, actually, it is a much more manageable, oh, yes, it's several volumes, but if we break it up into a chapter a day or three chapters a day, we can complete it either in a year or in three years. And amazingly, on this coming Sunday, all of that comes together. 
It comes together in that this date, the 2nd of Iyar, marks the day on which the completion of the cycle according to the one-year program, the completion of the cycle according to the three-year program, and the completion of the Sefer HaMitzvot um, actually culminates on Sunday. So amazingly, Sunday is this great and unique opportunity, and we have planned this huge gathering, hopefully, of unity, we've called it unity in the stadium at the Wanderers, where everybody can get together and everybody can participate not only in an act of unity, but an act of celebration of those who have already studied the Rambam and those who hopefully will be inspired to study the Rambam for the coming year. <coughs> it is a, a, a backward-looking um, event, looking at what has been accomplished and much more so forward-looking. We cannot say that all our work has been to no avail, but hopefully we can say that our commitments for the future are going to be exactly what the Rebbe had in mind when he handed over the bringing of Mashiach to each and every one of us. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. There's an old Hasidic saying that the world says that if you cannot crawl under an obstacle, try to leap over it. However, I say, leap over it in the first place. This saying is attributed to a Lubavitcher Rebbe by the name of the Rebbe Maharash, the Rebbe Reb Shmuel, who uh, was Rebbe several hundred years ago. And the Rebbe Maharash had this beautiful saying. It is known as the saying of Lechatchila Ariba, which means, in the first place, go over it, leap over it. So let's go. The world says that if you cannot crawl under an obstacle, try to leap over it. However, I say leap over it in the first place. And leap over it in the first place means Lechatchila Ariba. What does it mean? You come to a, an obstacle, you come to a problem, you come to an issue. There are so many ways of trying to circumvent or trying to get underneath or trying to pretend that the obstacle isn't there. Uh, <coughs> the Rebbe was instructing each and every one of us with this beautiful, beautiful saying of L'Chatchila Ariba that you can do things in a big, in a positive, in an energetic fashion, and you can overcome. You have the ability, you have that power we talked about the power that is invested in us from the 28th of Nisan, the power that the Rebbe invested in us with Hakel and the idea of how we are infused with the power of the study of the Rambam, all doing it together simultaneously around the world with an ability to interact and to do things in this grand, beautiful way of everybody working towards the same goal, the way of bringing Mashiach. We have the ability to do it um, not from the bottom up, but rather from the top and then some. The ability to overcome any of these possible obstacles. Now, when we think about uh, this saying, it is linked with the Rebbe Maharash, whose birthday happens to be, yeah, you probably guessed it, on Sunday. Sunday, the date for this big unity event, is also the birth date of the Rebbe Maharash, the one who famously made this saying famous of L'Chatchila Ariba, to begin with, go over, to begin with, do it in the best possible fashion. And of course, therefore, 
Unity is not only unity come this Sunday, but it is massive unity, hopefully, of as many men, women, and children who will be able to come together with this common purpose and this common focus. It's not only the unity of studying a part of Torah or of having a lesson in uh, something to do with Torah, but it's a celebration of the study of the entire Torah through the works of the Rambam, Maimonides. And it's not only that, but it is also giving credence to this idea of L'Chathchila Ariba. To begin with, let's leap over it. Let's do it in leaps and bounds. Let's do it in the best possible fashion. Let's come together, let's study, and let's commit ourselves to the incredible, incredible things that we have got to look forward to when Mashiach comes. Be back with you to sum up right after this. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Just in case Hakil doesn't get you to the stadium and Rambam may not be your calling and the idea of L'Chathchila Ariba may not have inspired you to be there. How about the fact that um, people are suffering today in many places around the world, and not the least of which is in the Ukraine. And in the Ukraine, unfortunately, uh, the Jewish community has come under tremendous pressure um, over the last year, particularly with the war that has been going on there, in case you don't know, um, very, very great difficulties that have confronted uh, the communities there, and particularly at the head of those communities, many of the Chabad rabbis who have been under pressure to uh, cater to their communities, which were once thriving and now have come under bombardment. Many of the community has left. Um, people have to be looked after in a completely different fashion. And we're going to have the privilege on Sunday at this grand event of hearing from a visiting rabbi, Rabbi Levitansky from Sumi in the Ukraine, who's actually going to be here in person to be able to talk to us for a few minutes, not a long involved um, drosha at all, but to tell us something about what they are confronting, what they are going through, the difficulties that they <coughs> need to overcome, and how we can help in our way of bringing Mashiach, of making sure that there is this unity, that we're identifying with the problems, with the issues of others, that we're identifying with our brothers and sisters, not only in Israel, um, not only around the world, but particularly in hotspots of difficulty, and the most uh, poignant of all at the moment in the Ukraine, where uh, people are really under great, great pressure. He's going to be here, agreed to come out just to deliver this message uh, to each and every one of us, and hopefully we'll be there to support, to be part of, and to identify with all of these great reasons of coming together in an act of great unity, unity of purpose, unity of learning, unity of identity, unity of helping, and unity of doing what we know how to do best, which is to help, to, he to share, and to care for all our brethren around the world. Of course, the program is going to have great messages of uh, the unity of the Jewish community in South Africa and the, the uh, beautiful things that we have to look forward to here too, as well as messages from other great and wonderful people from local and around the world. We look forward to people coming out in their numbers 
on Sunday at the Wanderers. You can, of course, book online. Um, it is um, tickets are available at Ticket Pro if you haven't got yet, or call Chabad House. We'll be happy to help you uh, with that as well, or speak to your local Chabad rabbi, and I'm sure that he'll be able to put you in touch with, or she, the Rebbitson, will be able to put you in touch with the tickets that you need in order to access this special, special event. Looking forward to it. Hopefully it will accomplish what it is setting out to accomplish. The unity of our people and the ultimate unity that is going to help to bring Mashiach immediately. So we look forward to a great rest of the week. I want to wish you a great Shabbat up ahead. A good Chodesh for Rosh Chodesh on Friday and on Shabbos. And see you at the Wanderers on Sunday. Take care. See you again next week.